Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. We're back. Just like that. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. TGIF. Yep. TGIF. Another week down. I love the Friday episode because I love Fridays. It's the weekend. That's why. Who doesn't love the weekend? It's like a mental thing. Yeah. That's why I I feel like I like uh, Friday's episodes to be lighter, but we never really know. We just yap away. We just yap. Yappity yap. So um, hopefully you guys are had a chance to watch Monday's episode on YouTube because we did have some visuals. We remember how we talked about Sampaku eyes. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. on the YouTube version. I did post um, the visuals, but and I just wanted to touch base on it really quickly again. So for those of you who didn't listen on Monday, we talked about Sampaku eyes, which is where either the whites on the bottom of your iris or the top show, and it's indicative of different things, mental illness. There's ancient Japanese superstition surrounding yes. it. It could be doom or that something bad is going to happen or whatever health conditions. And I I came across another picture of my dad Uh-oh. W- right before he, and I remember noticing something different. So if you notice something different about someone's eyes, look to see if it's the it's the whites that you're noticing cuz a lot of times that's what it is that we're noticing but we can't pinpoint it and i remember we were at my house here on um my birthday and it was shortly before he was diagnosed with his colon cancer and i remember he looked bad like i was like god what's wrong with daddy he doesn't look good and i found the picture that we took and yeah. he had full blown sanpaku eyes the bottom was showing a lot wow like a lot showing and then i I looked at him in person yesterday to see if it's like that now, uh-huh. and a tiny bit it is, but not like what it was. Uh, it was much, I mean, it was worse, and it did look weird. His eyes looked weird, and I damn. remember thinking that. But anyways, I won't get into more of Sampaku eyes, but it is interesting that it can be, I feel like it can be indicative of like something going on health-wise for sure. Yeah, pay attention to that. It's good pay, to be aware yeah, of that. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's just another... Exactly. Another thing, like if something starts looking weird, that you can look into well, it. But thank what you do for they say, my. The, the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, that's so what we talked about last week. But the soul ain't happy or not feeling good. It's gonna go through your eyes, I guess. It's gonna show. Thank you for my espresso. I got my dollop of whipped cream this time. I had an energy drink this morning. I didn't work out today. I'm trying a little bit something different on Thursdays, especially because we have the podcast. Mm-hmm. So on Thursdays, I'm gonna do. Um, a lift 45 class at Orange Theory at 315 and then the 415 traditional Orange Theory class. Mm. So it's like a double day for me, yeah. but it's weights and cardio. So it's a good combo. Weights are first, which by the way, if you're ever going to do them together, always want to do weights first. You always say that. Yeah, because weights, you need glycogen for weights. Cardio, if you take it easy, which I will today, and even in my class, I'll take it easy. Um, you don't need glycogen for like easy cardio. You just need fat storage. I do the opposite. Not cardio, but I'll warm up on Stairmaster, 10 minutes, jump rope, maybe another 10, hit the bags, and so I'll do weights after. You just want to make sure you have- I'm warmed up better. I actually get a better workout because I'm already sweating Interesting. moving. But yeah, technically- I hear that too. Because it's glycogen. Because you have, um, you don't want to, especially not a warm up. A warm up's different. Like for me, if I were to do a full blown hit Orange Theory class and try to do weights after, it won't happen. I'll be zapped. Yeah, you'll be zapped. Um, But it's cool. They they're offering for those of you who are in San Jose. The San Jose Rose Garden location 
is offering Lift 45 now, which is there. there's right now only two times per week, 315 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's not an additional fee. So if you have the unlimited membership, it's you just go to these extra classes and it's lift resistance training focused. And I went to my first one already and it was really good. I'm sore. It was really good. Um, but you know what's so funny is this, some some Orange Theories offer this, but not all, but Alyssa's studios that she runs downtown and Rose Garden, they've been around for six years. And in that six years, they've never offered it. So now, you know, she's kind of like made it a point to bring those classes to these studios because members have been asking for it for yeah. a long time, right? I, I agree. You should do, they should have some type of uh, lifting format. Yeah, yeah I just think it's great. Because it hits hard and it's exhausting and it kind of can wear on your mental like. But you don't have to, on that note, with Orange Theory, if people think like, oh, that's too much hit, I don't want to do hit, you can scale back and do an Orange Theory class that's not actually hit. Mm. So you know how I sprained my ankle? Mm -hmm. I've been taking it easy. I call it green days at Orange Theory. So I'm keeping my heart rate lower, more in the fat burning zone the whole time. Because uh. you have access to your heart rate. So you can control whether it's hit or whether it's a low intensity. So I've been keeping it low intensity because of my ankle. Yeah, smart. Um, but what I was going to say is they, um, so when they, they got excited to launch these classes because the members have been asking for them for a while. And I noticed that they did a really funny reels and I'll actually put it up on the YouTube version because it cracked me up. Alyssa and one of the other coaches did this reel, but they announced that they brought the classes, you know, brought the classes to Orange Theory. And it's just so funny to me, like you give someone something and then it's still not enough. Because right. I was reading the comments on the video and the comments were mostly negative. Oh, these are terrible times. These are the worst possible days. These are terrible times. It's like beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, like relax. You think you're so important like this supposed to make a special time for you or something. I don't know. I just feel like why? Why is it that like you can get excited to offer something and then it's not enough? Someone always got some shit to complain about. That's why. You just know, I don't know. I was just reading the comments and I thought, huh, that's unfortunate. But it's like, uh, okay, it may be a bad time. It may be a bad day. But guess what? They, the class was full. So it's not a bad time for everybody. It's just that those squeaky wheels, you know? Yeah. Like, how yeah. about saying like, this is great. I can't wait. Or thanks for offering this. And, you know, if it's, you know, I'm sure that if it's popular, you guys will even add more sessions, which is the case. But- um, It has to get steam first though, before you can offer more classes. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And it, the coaches have to be trained. Yes. It's a whole different format. Mm -hmm. It's just funny. Like, beggars can't be choosers you can't people you can't so, be like oh you know people are so entitled though. i think everything like has to revolve around them and and them only like like, like there's some special gift to the universe you can't like, replace some of the existing times no. that are you know for the core of orange theory which is those orange theory hit classes so you have to look outside of those times and this is supposed to be like a supplemental class mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but it just it just it's just interesting, just people in general. I just, um, I don't know, I just pay attention at like people's reactions to things in general. Like, yeah. why would you be negative about a positive thing? Why look at the negative aspect of it? That's what you, what you just said, why look at the negative? What yeah. do most people do? Always look at the negative. Yeah, like what Man, you focus always. on is what you will feel. 
Yep. You know, even in your daily life or in anything, if you focus on the negative aspects You'll of something, feel it. Yes. You will feel oh goodness, the negativity. Feel mm-hmm. But if you try so to true. look at even the positive of even the worst situations, you'll feel better about it. Instead of it's like that frown, you know the the, the meme where people are sad. Change that from a sad to a happy face and you'll feel much better. You know. Okay, so you can't make it. It doesn't fit your schedule. Boo-hoo. Guess what? Eventually, if it gets popping, like it gets busy, they're going to have other classes for sure. Yeah, I mean, just in general and everything. Like, for example, look, I could have been negative about my ankle. It feels actually pretty good. It just feels like it's a little weak, so I want to be careful. But I could have been negative. And instead, this week, you know what I thought? I said, you know what? I'm just going to take this opportunity to power walk instead of running. And maybe it'll be a nice little change for my body. Maybe it'll be a good opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to see how I like power walking. And maybe I'll like the way it feels or whatever. So it's a good opportunity to change things up. And it's also a good opportunity to try doing, you know, more lower impact days and seeing how that works, like seeing how that feels. It's also perfect timing for me to incorporate the resistance training stuff because, you know, my ankle is not as as crucial for mm-hmm. that. And yeah. so I'm trying these lift 45 classes. So I could have just been boohooey about it. And like when I talked about it, you know, or like, and you rolled it pretty bad because you were in pain that day. I was in on. a lot of pain that day. It was really weird the way yeah. it kind of went through um i kind of healed really quickly but i don't want to think that it healed really quickly yeah you know what i mean i want to be like respect the injury yeah you didn't even get black purple or blue down there no it did a little the first day like broken blood vessels but it cleared up um i don't know why but i want to bring this up because it made me laugh so hard and i don't think you realize so a few days ago you came in from your walk and you said, hey, I, lis- I listened to our podcast for like the first time because you don't listen. I listen to it just to make mm. sure that the editing's good. Yeah. And and you said, but we sounded, <laughs> we, we were talking a little fast though. <laughs> and I had to laugh, babe. So you guys, I wanted to share this with you because I thought it was so funny. Mm. <laughs> he listened to our entire podcast sped up and didn't know it. He thought we were actually talking like that. <laughs> you had it on the 1.25 setting. That's a stupid feature. <laughs> So I don't even know how my phone did that. That's a, that really. Who 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 did I listen to? What podcast? It was what? us. I know that, but was it on Podomat or Spotify or what? No, it was on. Oh no, no it was on uh, Apple Podcasts. They got to take that feature off. That shit is dumb. I'm sorry. I listen to a lot of it was Spotify, so funny YouTube. No one has that feature. Because you came in and you said, wow, you, I liked it. You know, we sounded really clear, but yeah. we talk a little too fast, I think. And I'm, I'm like, like, what? <laughs> you knew right away what it was, I think. Yeah, Why I would knew they it. have that feature though? Are people have that ADHD or short fucking brain span that they have to listen to it sped up? Why would you have that feature? That's dumb. That's a dumb feature, honestly. I don't know. Like, who listens to a podcast like that? It, it even had like one point five. Yeah, like, it, like who whose brain wants to listen to something <laughs> like like what the? But what what you got to be on meth or cocaine to listen to some podcast like that. Maybe what to cracks keep up. me up though is that you listened to the entire thing, thinking that we talk that fast. Mm-hmm. You were like, "We need to kind of like slow down." Yeah, I felt like we're in a race to see who talks faster. It didn't sound too abnormal though at that speed. It just sounded a little sped up. Oh my gosh, I'm I, I'm I'm dying. I thought that I laughed like after you left the room. 
I, could, I listened to it for a while. Everybody go blast them and tell them to take that feature off. That's so dumb. Because you know how many other people probably done it and thought that they were like, wow, they talk too fast. Like, that's a stupid feature. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, oh but I'm going to keep saying it over and over. I know. But anyways, um, so next week, the plan is that I'm going to be making Thanksgiving only like the main things, turkey, gravy, and stuffing with my dad. Yeah. Wow. We're doing like a, the family Thanksgiving and everyone's bringing something, but the main things are turkey, gravy, and stuffing. And my dad is going to teach me how to do these things. Man, it's got him all up in arms. Like he's stressed about it. Um, stressed about what? Teaching you? Yeah, because, you know, he's not feeling the best. So he wants to like guide and he, he gets overwhelmed. And um, I'm going to vlog it. Mm. So that should be interesting. I already yeah. started a little bit because he's already trying to like want to talk through some of the things. And it was so funny. And in such like, this is so my parents, but he was telling me how when you cook a turkey, you have to cook it to a certain temperature. Did you know that you have to like to know it's cooked? You have to, you put a thermo thermometer in it and it's like 170 degrees. It's Internally. Cooked. Right. And so he says, but I, you know, your mother bought this thermometer, but it never works right. It never works right. So I just use a fork. I use a fork and I put it in the turkey. And if it's clear water that comes out, it's ready. If it's still a little bloody, it's not ready. He said, um, but this damn thermometer, you know, it doesn't work. And I said, well, how long have you guys had it? And he's like a couple of years, but it never works. But it turns on. I put new batteries in it or whatever. I said, let me see the thermometer. So he brings the thermometer. And mind you, I'm filming. So I did catch this on film it's going to be on the vlog mm. but he brings it in and he goes see he turned it on mm -hmm. and he goes it should read what the room temperature is and the red the light is on but it always says 145 and i can't understand why it doesn't work that's this damn thing that's what it always says i looked closely at the thermometer and there was a sticker where the digital where the digital part is mm -hmm. there was just like a sticker for when you buy it that had a demo 145 but when yeah. you remove the sticker, the thermometer is fine underneath and it works just fine. So my parents have been like bickering for the last couple of years with each other because the turkey never went above 145. So they never knew if it was cooked. God damn. Is this what we have in store for us when we get old? Like just kind of. I about died. I'm like, no, if this is what <clears throat> I have in store for me next week, that's what <clears throat> that tells me. Because. Uh, facts. That was, I'm like, this is, I can just hear them like bickering. You know, what's so funny is I was thinking, it's not funny, actually. I was thinking about last year before Thanksgiving, we were talking on the podcast about Thanksgiving traditions. And, you know, I was talking about how my parents are getting older and you never know when it's going to be the last time. And yes. my dad always says that every Thanksgiving, this could be the last one. And man, it's, it's unfortunate, it's sad, like, wow, how different life is this year yeah you know because it really was the last one with my mom and you know and you know my dad you know his health is questionable at the time we don't know for sure you know um what's happening with him but for sure i mean he's like not never going to be this healthy you know we don't know his um what is that called outcome or prognosis or like you know what time will tell yes but you know it's different for sure because this is the first time my mom is not there and this is the first time it's not them cooking and you know and it's bickering. time it's time to start like passing on 
to pass on that recipe. You know, my dad's gravy is like top notch and it is a secret recipe, not a recipe. The stuffing he makes. It's not a written recipe. That's the the key. And that's why I'm going to vlog it and and document it and all of that because it's it's very good. My dad was a chef, those of you don't know, Val's Restaurant here in the Bay Area. It was a big time restaurant back in the day for like politicians, all the politicians, judges. Aviso. Yes, it's in Alviso, and it it's still there. It is like an institution. It has it feels like you're stepping back into the '70s when you step in foot into yeah, that place. It does old school feel? But old like the bar was very popular, and like politicians would go there. Judges from downtown because it's not far from downtown San Jose. <clears throat> you know what it feels like too to me. Like mafia old school mafia well it's an italian restaurant i bet you they did too like you didn't yeah. know who they were because it's san jose but i bet you a few of them have wined and dined there yeah probably mm-hmm. i mean it was like the place to be my dad was the head that's head crazy. chef your dad there. was there like in its prime huh in its glory days in its glory days now it's there but it's not the same right? no it's like yeah. it's there to keep the to keep it the spirit alive, but it's not what it's it like was. It's like the neighborhood bar restaurant, yeah. Now it's like the old <clears throat> watering hole. There's probably like 90-year-old people that have like the same stool that they sit at on the bar yeah. every time. But we used to go there a lot as a family because, you know, my dad worked there. So it was like a fancy dining. Like it's like old school seven-course meal type of dining. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so good. I loved it. That's when I... Developed a love for like clam chowder and lobster. Lobster thermidor. I had and, it there. And all of, those, all of those things. Yeah, we went as a family once with you, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did that. That was for my dad's birthday one year. We have a lot of p- good pictures, family pictures from that. Remember some of his pictures are still on the wall there from yeah. back in the days. Oh, yeah. My dad actually, he's on, he's at the restaurant on the, on the wall. They have old pictures and stuff there. Um but yeah, like his, the owner, Amelia Valls, she was so kind to like my mom. And every time she had one of us, she would purchase a year of diaper service. And so like my mom had like the, the uppity diaper service where they drop off cloth diapers and they pick up dirty diapers. She had like only rich people had that thing back then. You know I what I mean? Say, who the hell had that? Never yeah, even, but. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. A diaper <clears throat> service. And uh, she always like. When we would go visit, she would have these huge lollipops, like those big swirly candy lollipops, and she would tape a $100 bill to it, and she would give each the kids one. She was so generous. You know Can you imagine? Mean, you know I'm how much money that like, was back then? $100? Yeah, I'm talking like... What, 80s? You know, the Seven. 80s. The 80s. She would gift 100 bucks. It was crazy. You you literally could buy your snacks, food, everything for the month as a kid with a hundred bucks. I would go straight to Toys R Us. I bet you would. Buy myself a Cabbage Patch Kid. That's probably what I would have done too. I'd bought a video game or two. So cool though. You know, like, wow. I remember thinking it was like the coolest thing. I was happy with the lollipop. You know, never mind the money. She was was really- That's cool that some business owners are like that. They give, they're not greedy. Some Mm -mm. people are tight. They won't even give you a dollar. Owners. I know. No, she was very greedy. generous, yeah. very ge- generous woman over the years. Um, you know what? I was driving around the neighborhood and remember how you were saying how you didn't see a lot of Halloween decor mm-hmm. for Halloween? Yeah. You know what's a huge freaking pet peeve? Like we didn't see a lot of Halloween decor, right? Mm-hmm. But now why is it that when I'm driving around the neighborhood, I'm seeing some houses, the only ones that did have Halloween decor, it's still up. Then I... That bothers me. Take it down. It's a pet mm-hmm. peeve of mine. 
for like decor to be up past the holiday. Yeah. I, I don't like that. So what do we used to propose? We stop at the door and knock. And like they have like webs, like the full blown, the all night. It's like, dude, it's like almost Thanksgiving. Why is your Halloween decor You just want to give them a notice like uh, Halloween is over with. Yeah. Can you Can you set it up for Christmas? Christmas. I, I'm, I, Christmas can go up before Thanksgiving. I'm not weird about that. Um, it doesn't bother me. I see some lights up already. Yeah, like I'm going to probably have um, Nobby come put the lights up and stuff because, you know, I promised my mom and take down Christmas soon. I'm just, I still have no desire to like put up a tree or all of that, but I'm going to do it. I'm just like not looking forward to that process. But um, it does bother me also when people leave their Christmas lights on a lot of people leave that shit on all year long because they, they left it on so long that they think, oh, I'm not going to take them down now because I'm just going to have to put them back up. That's annoying. It looks raggedy. I just do not like that. Come on. Throughout the whole year. I have a limit. I think the limit for me is like the week of New Year's. It's got to come down. Mm-hmm. But like Portuguese people, like in, I think it's like in the Catholic, there's something about my mom used to say this. I'm not sure if it's even true, but she used to say that you have to wait until the date at the date of like when the wise men, when the when the three wise men came back to visit Jesus or something like that. So it's like early January. You have to keep <laughs> you have to keep your decor up. Some fairy tales, huh? I don't know. Where they come up with these fairy tales, man. I'm sorry, but this is all like fairy tales. Because like I, I can't believe my, people believe this stuff. My kids know that for me, I'm like I become like the biggest anti-Christmas, like December 26th. Like I am done. I am done, done, done. That's December 26th. Done. Yeah. I like my tree down. I, I I think I've even taken my tree down on Christmas Day before because you know you're off that day and it's kind of a dead day. You're not doing a whole lot. So I've even taking it down on Christmas Day before because I cannot stand, I cannot stand all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that one. Same here. Did you guys get a Christmas tree when you were kids ever? Yeah, we did. You did? Mm-hmm. You would get one and decorate mm-hmm. it? Where'd you guys put it? I don't remember. In the baby. apartment. so long ago. Beats me. You um, like when I decorate for Christmas though. Yeah, it's nice. You don't like, it doesn't bother you even though no. you, you know, when I got with you, I used to think you were like, Ebenezer. Remember I called you Ebenezer? And that used to bother you because I would call you Ebenezer because you didn't have a lot of Christmas spirit? Because, I mean, you, your favorite holiday is going to be mine. What is your favorite holiday? I don't know. I don't, have I don't even have one. It used to be Halloween. I, I used to love getting dressed up, going out, partying. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I loved Halloween yeah. a lot. Fourth of July too. as a kid. But now... Mm. You kind of get annoyed on the holidays because it throws off the whole groove of the routine and stuff yeah i like i still like the holidays as even though i have like that thanksgiving is nice because it it, what we're celebrating it for i'm I'm totally against but what it does stand for is at least it gives you a break to hang out with your family and stuff shut the world down for that one day that's how i look yeah i like thanksgiving actually because i like that like the week shuts down early that week it's kind of a cool feeling i even told my clients no coaches chat on wednesday because i'm going to start my cooking session with my dad on wednesday and my sister's going to join us too yeah the but... weekend starts wednesday if you think about it. Yeah. thursday's thanksgiving that's that's we shut down 
Friday's Black Friday. No one's going to work. Everybody's mm-hmm. out shopping, spending money. And the whole weekend. And People whole usually weekend. are putting up all their decorations and stuff. So I, I like it. I like that it kicks off the holidays. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do my best to like get into a little bit of spirit. We'll see how that goes. It's maybe be tough, maybe I know one, for you. Yeah, I didn't realize how hard it would be until it got here, like Thanksgiving and Dude, like my, without my mom. It it's creeps, like, huh? Dang. Can you believe it's almost a year? No, it just feels like this year has been so crazy. It has been like the craziest year of my life. Like it's insane and it does not feel like, and it's still crazy and different and um it's just i don't know my whole life has changed like i spend you know just try to spend a lot of time with my dad i i really just try to go over there every day i try to go there every single day and spend some time with him see what he needs and you know my life last year was nothing like that it was my parents were in their own little world doing their thing. I would visit like once a week, once or twice a week. Sad, huh? When one has to go and the other has to stay behind. Yeah. One day that's going to be us. I know. We got a we got a while to that though. I hope so. <laughs> Me too. I hope so. Life's crazy, man. I just I know, know life's crazy. You know what I was talking? I was watching. You know that show Love Is Blind. Yeah. I kind of watched it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't know, it's on Netflix. There's three seasons of it. If you never watched it, it's a good binge-worthy show. It's where you meet people sight unseen and you date in these pods where you don't see each other. So all the men are in one apartment, the women are in another, and then you you date each other and form connections without seeing each other, so without the physical. And then um, by the end of the, I think it's like two weeks in the pods, so two weeks, of, they date like a long, hours long conversations and stuff. Um, if you fall in love with someone, you can propose to them and you propose before you ever see them. And then once you propose, you get to see them. Then once you get to see them, you go on a little vacation together. And then after the vacation, they put you in an apartment together. So you live in an apartment together. They they make sure all of the cast is from the same area. So this season three, they were all in Dallas. So after their little vacation, they all went and lived in an apartment together. And that's when they introduced each other to family and incorporated each other into real life. And then at the end of the whole two-month experiment, you go to the altar and you see if you're going to actually get married. So at the end of it, and I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to spoil it for those who didn't watch it on who got married and who didn't but it just made me think about like how through the whole experience they they fall like head over heels in love in the pods but then it starts to change immediately like when they see each other it changes because if they weren't they weren't the physical attraction isn't there like or the physical and the emotional isn't matching Mm -hmm. And then even further, it changes. So that's in the the vacation. It changes because of like what they look like. And during the vacation, they get to see all the other people they were dating also and the people they didn't pick. And then maybe they see someone that looked more like their type and they get conflicted. It's very interesting. And then take it a step further. And when they move in together, then the issues are around living habits and incorporating you know friendships and social Mm -hmm. situations and things like that but it's so interesting 
And one of the things that it just made me, it kind of made me think about was like, they kept saying like, throughout the course of the process, they're like, I, I love you so much, but you know, now I'm starting to think about this and maybe you're not the type of person physically I would have been in love with, but I love you so much. And it made me think about something like what is love exactly? So like if you if you don't like the way someone looks and then you don't <clears throat> like the way they live and then you don't like some of their values, like in this particular couple I'm talking about, but but then you pre- but then you end the conversation. But I still but I love you so much. What is it that you actually love? That's a good point. like what is point. love then? What what are you defining as love? Because love, I don't know, like what do you say? What like what would you say? Like what is a love to you? What does that mean? To me? Like yeah. I could I love you unconditionally from head to toe. With with the good comes the bad. I mean, you know, you gotta love everybody. You gotta love people for who they are. Yeah. And right. I love you for who you or are. Or then it's not no, love, there's right? There's nothing to change about you. There's nothing I want to change about you either. Because like, and I don't feel like they have to be perfect And our in connection was pretty fast. Yeah. But I feel, I guess my, for me, when I thought about it, because I kept hearing them say that and it was annoying because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you you said that she wasn't your type physically. And so the physical attraction that's wasn't important. really there. No, that's honest. And then you had some reservations with some of her thoughts on life and policies and pol- political type stuff that's and then another maybe thing could be a problem. living living conditions that's another yes, problem agree but then at the end what how how could after all of that how could you say but i love you so much and i just love you and that's why i want to make this work but what does the love mean then cuz it doesn't love is it love all of those things cuz to me to me love is when those things about someone, even if they're different, don't bother you because you love them. If yes. it's someone you didn't love, those things bother every little thing. Every little thing bothers you to the to the point, even down to like someone could like chew wrong mm-hmm. or like walk wrong. If if. Every little thing bothers you. It means like the love tank is is emptying. Now, it I don't believe that that love tank can't fill up, but I think that that's what love is to me. Love is to me loving someone for who they are, even if it doesn't align with you. But yes, it'll chip away at the love tank if there's a lot of differences. The love tank em- starts to empty, and when it gets too low, all of those differences, every little one of them will eat away at you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. True. So true. Every little thing, yep. You get irritated by every little thing. And one thing that me and you, I believe we got lucky or blessed or call a chance or whatever, is we don't do religion. And you grew up hardcore Catholic. Mm-hmm. We don't do politics, so we don't argue there. So those are two things we don't fight about. And mm-hmm. we just happen to both be clean people. We have a little bit of OCD, like picking up and clean. That's rare. It's super hard to find the end. For attraction is important. We both are physically yeah, attracted to each other. Of course. That's, that's the beginning. That's always important for me. I don't care what anyone says. Emotional comes after. Attraction is number one. Because yeah, guess what? Attraction is first. I'm going to be real with you as a man. If I would have, let's just say I had an emotional attraction to you, but physically wasn't there, what are my chances of cheating on you? Instead of, but here's instead the thing. of being here, be here. And I'm not, I'm not excusing. No, I'm but not saying you should. here's the thing that I do believe. I'm being honest. Can, uh, I, can I finish though, please? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I want to speak as a man because you're not a man. <laughs> so 
man, 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 if men lose attraction to the person they're with, also your love meter's going down. Your love meter's going down, it's opening the door to create chaos in your relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a little easier to step outside that relationship, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And it happens a lot. A lot I of don't do talk about believe, it. though, that love makes somebody more attractive. Facts. I do believe that. Do you believe that? Facts. I, I feel yes. that 100%. like even like when if you are in a relationship and when you're in love, that person is very attractive to you. You're attracted to them. Mm -hmm. you, you think they're good looking or whatever. But even if they are good looking, their looks have not changed at all. If over time your love tank has emptied, because of differences or whatnot, problems in the relationship, that same attractive person looks absolutely disgusting to you. Facts. And, so uh, it's not all truly about a physical appearance. Your mm -hmm. feelings for someone impact their how they look to you. Yes. For instance, if if I get with somebody and I'm extremely attracted to them, but they start turning to this ugly person that I don't like. I look at them differently. I don't look at them like they're attractive anymore. That changes mm -hmm. for me. It changes. And I'm out. Yeah. Because the person's ugly to me. If your personality and internally you're, you're an ugly, mean person, is, I'm out. I don't care. Well, and, and then on the flip side, if they were maybe not like on site, and this is why Love is Blind can work, because maybe like some of these relationships on site they would have never approached them they wouldn't have gone on a date with them but they developed the emotional connection first mm -hmm. so that's why maybe they gave a chance to the, a type that they wouldn't have normally and their emotional connection is there so when they do see them they are attracted to them because there is true deep love based on their emotional connection that i believe so that's why i feel like the experiment can work but it's still a crapshoot because then yes you layer in real life mm -hmm. so even beyond that so say like the attraction is is there because you develop the love yes so even if they're a different type but then real life is the biggest impact to me so like being compatible living together yep important because even if it's little things i truly believe that little things over time become really big things they do really they chip away like I, I it's a it's a housewives reference for those of you who don't know but when i say love tank it's from real housewives of oc vicky gumbelson um she said like with one of her marriages her love tank was empty but it's like in a marriage in a relationship the tank can go up and down but you don't let it get you know on e because then mm -hmm. it's it's harder to you know fill back up yeah. again or you know how they say if you if you empty your if you let your car run out of gas sometimes it could cause issues and you fill it back up with gas and it still doesn't run it won't start happens with new cars i believe so so you know think about it that way mm. um because i think that that's you and know. listen it goes both ways it ain't just always they always look at us like men are cheaters no women do too when their love tank empties and some Romeo comes and scoops off her feet and says certain things that her current man or husband ain't saying, things happen. That's just real life. I'm sorry, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, I wasn't really referring to cheating, but yeah, I mean here- I know you weren't. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying when the love tank empties, you have to just be careful, try to protect that relationship. Yeah, because I think there are two different kinds of cheaters, okay? I think True. there are cheaters Several that literally types. just cheat 
it's not like emotional. They just literally cheat because they they want to get their rocks off or whatever, and they truly True. don't want to to. They still want to be married. Mm-hmm. They still want their life and their family, but they want to do what they want. Mm-hmm. I think there are those. And then I think there are those people that cheat because they're in a marriage that should be over, but they're holding on for children, complicated, you know, financial, whatever it may be. Hard to unravel. They were vulnerable because their love tank was empty. And so, you know, a captain, as you would say, right? Captains swoop in, men and women, you know. Mm Um, yes. when you're vulnerable and when your love tank is empty, that's when, you know, you're most vulnerable to, to do something like that. And there's a group of people out there. I'm not, I'm not referring to any group just specifically. I'm just saying there is people out there that love to prey on married people to see if they could break a, uh, you know, there's a kink in their armor. I feel like they get their rocks off. Yeah. Example. I feel like when men have are married, they're not really for the most part paying attention to other women, but other women are paying attention to him. He cannot notice it. And the minute he notices he, Depends on that person how disciplined they are in their in their marriage it or how depends. much love they got. Yeah, and I think it's like it. it expect the the least likely that you would expect are the ones who are going to be the cheaters. By the way, it's the the ones that are going to like fall victim to that like the empty the ones with the empty love tank. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are insecure. Yes. It's it's the most in, insecure or like give them a little bit of attention. The, the one that fe- seems like they're the one that's more in love, like they're more into their relationship, they're more in love, they want more attention from their mate. That is the one that is more likely to be the cheater. That's crazy, right? Do you agree? Yes, I do. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Uh, that is the confident one, the one that maybe is a little more aloof, the one that is kind of like busy and just in their in their zone and and gets a, gets caught up on life. Sometimes you may think it's that one because they're not like being super affectionate or they're not like spending a lot of quality time, but it's not that one you have to worry about. It's literally the one that's like, why don't you text me and why don't you tell me you love me? Yeah, and da, those, da, da, da. if you're worth one of those, dangerous. Well, those they're are the seeking- ones attention a lot they, if you're not giving it to them enough and of they're it, telling you they're ripe for the taken yes they are they're right and, and if they like confide in somebody the wrong person or vent to the wrong person and then that person becomes a captain and they tell you all the things that they think you want to hear because you are ripe for the taken you always said that don't ever pour your heart out to another woman it's stupid no because you're you're just opening the doors to no if you are gonna vent for you know just to get it off your chest or whatever never do it to the opposite sex facts that is unless you just want your relationship to end <clears throat> because that is going that is that is all bad never yeah. do that because that person is going to sound like the perfect oh my god i can't believe she would do that i would never do that and they make they put themselves in vice versa males too they yeah. they oh i can't believe he would do that like if you were my girl blah 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 or like that, i would never do that to you i would treat you like a right queen there. yep come on they're gonna they t- will tell you everything give you everything under the sun it's happening because to you're vulnerable it's happened to you mm-hmm. you had someone captain you tried really ex of mine many many years ago yeah did it work no she Blo- told you yep wow she was solid for that i'll give her that wow yeah, yeah. 
Your own friends, your own friends, your own homies, and your own girlfriends will try to snake you behind your back. Just know that. They, you think they're your friends and have your best interests, but... You have to be careful because the enemies... Careful who you let in, too close. Yeah, like... Wait, wait, be careful. Because it, there's a thin line, you know what I mean? And and if somebody, like, they want what you have... Yes, a lot of that. You have to ask yourself that, too. When you're getting, when you're venting to somebody and they're giving you advice think about like do they want what i have and so are they trying to like you know are they trying to sabotage my, right, my stuff because they want to swoop in i told you that early on with, with us very early on go watch there's gonna be a little bit of bullshit it was whatever i feel like there always is in the beginning of relationships Dude, i knew come it out i of knew the it woodworks. that's why i warned you I they have it. their opinions mm-hmm. They you like, made a video of it. Look, don't get with this guy. He's too wild for you, and you're coming out of a marriage. Remember, you made yeah. a funny, like a cute, funny video. Out yeah, of it. we did, like a a, a TikTok or something we like that. We weren't by te- if you want to be technical or by society or whatever the hell you want to put a meter. No, we weren't supposed to end up together. You coming out of a marriage, okay? People come out of a marriage don't want to settle down right away. I no, I didn't. Right. I got really. And two. Yeah, I was in my player stage at the time, feeling myself in my thirties and dating multiple women. I'll be honest, I was just. I was kind of lost, I guess. You're trying to figure life out too. Yeah. Men in the 30s, we're not, we're still trying to figure it out. And then you came along and then little by little, we settled down. Yeah, but it was a process. And you know what's it was funny? A it's like, it Doesn't was like right a away. long process. And it's funny because I feel like even, I feel sometimes even people be out there like having their opinions on us thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, but you know, he used to still be flirty with me or whatever it may be. But they don't understand that. Our relationship in the beginning was a slow. Mm-hmm. We dated, but we dated other people at mm-hmm. the same time. Yes. And we were not exclusive for a long time. And so I think, but Facts. people get it in their brain sometimes when they see a, someone together, like they go on a date or two and they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, what the heck? Negative. I thought I was so confused by that when I started dating. I remember I talked to my sister and I was like, dude, I thought dating, like you're allowed to like, date like if i don't have a boyfriend can i just date whoever i want like without clearing it or hiding it like that was my argument when i was single i was like i'm dating i don't belong to nobody and 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 someone would try to claim me i've heard and i said technically listen sweetheart i'm not trying to be a dick but i don't belong to you we're dating yeah like people or they think like just because you haven't come you're not going to hurt the other person say oh by the way i'm I'm dating this person and this person too but it's kind of like you don't talk about it but you're also not in a relationship so it it kind of that is what it is Mm -hmm. but there are maybe maybe one of those people that you're dating thinks because you've been on a two dates with them that they're kind of your person and so maybe they they share it like oh I'm you know I'm with such and such or whatever and they start sharing it and so it comes it goes kind of like I think it happened with me and with you. I'll go another step further. Just because we sleep with y'all don't mean you're our girlfriends or wives. Just I'm just saying I don't know how women feel, but I think a lot of women once it becomes sexual they start thinking oh he belongs to me or I'm his or woman. they they assume that you're the only one or whatever especially Negative. men men unless they tell you. That you are their girlfriend. And listen, even when they tell you you are their girlfriend, it still can be a little gray area for them. If they haven't told you, then there are other women. So protect yourself accordingly. Protect yourself at all times. Know that. Because if they have not, if you haven't had the discussion, do not assume. Yes. That's good advice. Do not assume because there are others. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember I had a conversation with somebody. We had, we were at lunch or something, and, and and 
he literally said like um i know that you know we're not exclusive but i just want you to know i'm not dating anybody else and i was like i hate that i hate i don't like when someone says that don't say that to me I'm not going to reciprocate it back. It was so uncomfortable. I bet it you was. you can't like, uh, say it back. Okay. Or if somebody tells you I love you right too fast. Like, oh, no. Okay. That's no bueno. Nope. No. I don't throw that no. word around. I was so confused because, listen, you guys, I was married for a long time. And I got, you know, I, I got married like right out of high school. And so I Young. just was confused because I thought like... <laughs> dating meant like dating and i remember i had to ask my sister for like advice like i don't understand how this works like i thought i was like allowed like i told you i was dating this this one i sure hope none of these people listen to the podcast but i was i dated this one guy who who freaked out i literally went on like i don't know maybe a date maybe two and he freaked out on me because he found me on Facebook, which, by the way, when I was dating, I did not do the whole social media following with people I was dating. You can attest to that because yes. remember you asked me if I had a Facebook and I was like, mm, I'd rather not. Yeah, I respect I, that because of what you're going through. Yeah, like I wasn't trying to put in. I didn't want anything public mm-hmm. or whatever because I was going through a divorce. You know, I had young kids like mm. I'm not trying to do that. How so smart of you. So I, I, I didn't do that. But this guy, obviously, red flag, found me on Facebook. And one night, and I'm sure I could, as I've never deleted a Facebook message, I'm sure I could find them if I looked. One night, he messages me on Facebook, like, all these crazy things, like, I can't believe these guys, blah, blah, blah. It was my brother and my nephew in my, on my Facebook. It was a picture of me and them. And... Oh, and he thought it was... I don't know. He was, like, thinking there was these guys or whatever. Who cares? But even if yeah. it was, yeah, you're okay. not my boyfriend, dude. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Psycho. You know, it was like psycho. Like, have you, did you ever had that? Did uh, anyone... I got shit for having those two girls on my Facebook page for a while, remember? Yeah, someone came picture. to me and told me that. Yeah, I was at the pool party. I had two girls in bikinis, one on each arm, just taking a picture. Yeah, I was and it was your profile party. picture. Yeah, it was my profile picture. Somebody at that, came at that point, I was to single. Me. I was single and I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't give a shit what anyone thought about me. I was single and happy. Yeah. And somebody came and I will not name this person, but somebody. Yeah, you told me. You yeah, mentioned I know, but it. don't. I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah, they brought it up to your attention. I laughed about it. Um. Yeah, they brought it to my attention that like, you know, hey, doesn't it bother you that he has a picture? I'm like, mm, no, like we're just barely dating. I think we had just become exclusive. So what, the minute we become exclusive, I'm supposed to like scour through your Facebook and start telling you what your pro like that stuff happens organically and over time. There isn't like, like, you'll never get in a relationship if you if you think that like, oh, okay, you're like, if you're my you're, you're my boyfriend now. Let me look at every picture you've ever posted. Got to delete everything. Oh, and that girlfriend you used to have, got to wipe her from existence because we got to pretend she doesn't exist. You got to love. I, I always wonder this about humans. We, this is a good conversation we're having. What the hell possesses people to think that you didn't have a past life before they came into your life? And it's okay. People are delusional. Oh, my goodness. They act like, you know. You're not delusional, but you know I had a life before you. I've had ex-girlfriends. I've had women I've dated. I ask you. Yes. I, I think it's interesting. I pointed at them out in public when we bumped into my parties. Like, nothing to hide. I'm not trying to be sneaky. That way, if you see me talking, I'm like, right, who's this but, chick? 
But my thing is like, it's, it's, why would you like, that's a pet. That's part of your history. It's yes. part of your life. I yes. wouldn't have a problem if you Hello. save pictures of your ex-girlfriend. You have like, oh, these are memories of when I was with her. That's a, it's like a part of your life. Part of my because journey. Because I became yes. part of your life now. You That doesn't go away. And I don't no. understand. To me, it's insecurity. There's different chapters you create in your life. Right. Throughout your journey in life. Yeah. And like, and that's I, part of it. I have a history, obviously. Yes. I have, you know, there's still pictures of Robert at my parents' house. You mm -hmm. never like yes. said, hey, you know, I'm uncomfortable with your parents still having pictures of her. No. Why would they not? That was a chunk mm -hmm. in time. That was my family. That's a family photo of my, of that time in my life. I don't feel like it has to be wiped from existence. No. It's a big part of my life. Yes. And I'm okay could, with it. Could you imagine? Yeah, if I came in and tried to regulate like... Hey, babe, why is there pictures of you and Robert and the kids when you're little, family photos? Why is he still in here? Because he was a part of your life. He's the father of your kids. You can't erase him. That's yeah, dumb. Like I just, and people I, are, people though, are, are, are like ignorant or, or aloof. I, like, it's insecurity. I don't know. It is. Because it, even for you, it is, it is. even like you, like your girlfriend, I would love to see. Like, let me see pictures of you guys when you were together. Like, I like that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I ask you questions. Like, I like to know, like nitty-gritty questions like "Ooh, has this ever happened when you dated what was the grossest thing what's you know like i love asking things like that because for one with you you have a history like you've been with a lot of women and so it's exciting yes. to me to like ask you like what a different vaginas look like have you seen <laughs> have, do they all look different and like i don't know so yeah. i like hearing those That's things funny. and i just think it's funny when people are bothered by that look like, and feel different <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just being honest. That's what, that's why we call this podcast Candidly with Coffee. It's yeah, true, just though. candid. But I guess I don't know. I I don't know. Am I am I the minority in thinking, or do most people are they bothered by those things? Do you think, like history and uh, insecurity? Yes. Because let, let me flip the tables. Now, if you're going to my, let's say my my family's house, and there's pictures of me and my ex plastered up on the walls how would you feel i think majority of my opinion women would be super bothered by that no i've seen pictures of you of have, your yes. ex when I, we were going through your mom's stuff after she passed there was pictures yeah your stuff you have an album mm -hmm. somewhere that we've have we put away yes. in your little box when i was mm -hmm. cleaning the garage can you imagine if i came across that album I was like why do you have this like can you imagine yeah. i think that's silly or, or, or just to have feelings for her. Why do you have pictures? Like, hey, I haven't talked to my ex in like, dude, 12, 13, I don't know, 10 years plus probably. I, I don't know. Like that, it doesn't bother me. It just, that's not, I think that to me, the opposite would bother me. Like, why would I expect or you expect me to erase? And sometimes with photos, it's the only thing that will trigger a memory. So if you get rid of photos, it really kind of does over time erase a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of sad to me yeah. because it was still a part of your life. It's a part of your history. It's a part of what made you who you are today. Same with my life and my family and my, you know, I have photo albums and mm -hmm. family videos and yes. tons of stuff. And I would never get rid of them. I think that's silly. Exactly. You know, but you never know. It's just everyone's different, I guess. I'd love to know what, like, how other people feel about that, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so you guys got to let me know. Sound off in the in the comments if you're on YouTube. I am yeah. very curious because. Yeah. It's interesting, huh? Yeah. People's perspectives on relationships and how people think things should be or, or there's those types that you go on two, three dates and they're already asking you, so where are we? I hated that. Don't ask me where we're at. 
Oh yeah, the don't where do we that. don't ever do I'm that. I'm telling you, Women I, don't I got do that, that after men. like a date or two. I was like, dude, don't what is going on? That's a quick way to drive someone far and away from you. you. Let me tell you, women, if you ask a guy by the second or third day, like, where are we? Like, if we're in a relationship or not? If you have to ask that question, chances are you're not going to get further than that. He's going to look at you like, damn, are you pressing me? Yeah, you know, a lot of men I don't mean, like I can't pressed. even. We went on probably dozens. We spent a lot of time together, so yes. I know pe- that's why perception to people was that we were um, maybe together. So they probably thought, ha, 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 mm-hmm. you know, they're together, but little do they know this or that or whatever, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't like it funny people- how people wanted like to insert themselves? Yeah, they and, did, and, and but you know, so it's like, hey, we're spending you. a lot of time together because we're moving up the ladder. Recording. Like if there was a rotation- we're obviously moving up the rotation for each other because we are spending a lot of time together. But And I was at a crossroads in my life where I was ready to like settle down with one woman. I don't want to keep doing dating women. It gets it gets old. I don't know how some men in my age group that keep playing this game. Like, bro, yeah. you need to be doing going to clubs and bars at damn near fifty chasing. Like, don't you want your person? Yes. Like to me, a person I do. and how do you know it's your person? To me, you know it's your person if when something bad happens to you, you a tragedy, a death, a health condition or whatever, that the first person that you want to tell and you want to console you or the person that you to help you through it is your person. Mm-hmm. That's how that's your person. Your person is not only the person you want to share the good with, like if something good happens, if, you know, business-wise or whatever, something good, you want to share it. But something bad, like that's the, you want that security blanket. Like that's, that's what that, per, that's the person. And to me, yes. it's, it's even more important in the bad times. It's great in the good times, but I oh, think yeah. a lot of people can be so, great for each other in the good times. You really, your relationship gets tested when you go through some bad, bad times. That's when you find out. And yeah. we've been through some bad times together and you've lifted me up, you know, when I was yeah. down and out. So like, if you know, if you, during the bad times, you think of your significant other as like, oh, I need, you know, I I need them to help me through this or or whatever to be there for me. That's your person. Yeah. That's That's what I feel like your person is. If that's your best friend or your somebody else and it's not the person you're with, then you probably have some work to do mm-hmm. on that. True. If they're not the one lifting you up they have, when yeah, you're down. Exactly. And I always, fellas, let me leave you with something. Remember this. Queen, the queen protects the king. Just remember that. Che- life is life is chess, not checkers. Ah, very nice. Gotta think of the long haul. Yeah, you really do. Like, you know, like I said, I had my little fun when I was dating women and seeing what I wanted. I was lost. I just wasn't sure. I didn't want to just, I was coming out of a relationship. I didn't want to just settle down with whoever, whenever, whatever, just to, just to settle down. I'm not one of those kind of guys that just from one monkey branch to the next, just jumping from one relationship mm-hmm. to another. I've never been that guy. Like some dudes are, and women are like that. The minute they get out of a relationship, they're already jumping into one like weeks later. Like, nah, I'm not. Yeah, or like people mm-hmm. just get in a lot of relationships. Like the, I have not relationship been in many. Daters, no. I'm not a serial relationship person, but it, it's also because I actually dated, but people don't date. They just have boyfriend, a bo- boyfriend, a boyfriend, a boyfriend. So like I mm-hmm. dated, but mm-hmm. I did not make anyone my boyfriend or my, then my husband, whatever, um, other than my two husbands. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've never had like a boyfriend that didn't become my husband. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Everybody else, 
I dated. There was other people, obviously, yeah. but I I dated them. They didn't become my they didn't become my boyfriend, and they didn't become my my husband. It just mm-hmm. so happens that that's that's the way my life turned out. But um, I'm happy with it. And men who are so called players or whatever you want to call yourselves and label, you could settle down and change. Trust me. Take it from me. I, I was one of them. I was a bounce in the nightlife scene. Oh, the, you know how many women? I, yeah. Not to brag. I've had every weekend. I could have had any woman I want. It's easy. It was like candy. And the reason I says because you're a bouncer in the nightclub. Oh, yeah, they deal. love that. It's like authority because you're an authority figure. I could get them in. Like, they'll call me. Like, get their friends and they feel oh, cool. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I know Mike. I know Mo. We'll get us in. Don't have to wait in line. And we did that, of course. You play the yeah. game. Of you course. Make them feel special. Next thing you know, you're going home with them. That's just the way it is. That's, <laughs> you're talking a long time ago, two decades ago, and I was doing this. I'm 47. I was bouncing in my 20s. But I, I'm just, you know, if I could be honest, that's kind of the yeah. life that I had for a long time. Yeah, and then, but then even after you got out of that long-term relationship you were in, that four-year stretch that you were single, mm-hmm. you ran amok. I, I caught the tail end of that, but you were amok. wild wild at that time, too, because yes. you were just like a free bird. There was no stopping me. I'm glad wild. we didn't meet. I'm so glad we didn't get together in the beginning. Yeah. I don't think we would have made it. No. Timing is everything. Yes. For sure. Dude, ev- timing is everything in life. I had to be ready to hang them up, and you came out of something big to yourself. So yeah. it's all timing. It was. And like I said, I was planning on being single for a long time. That didn't work out very much. I know. I felt a little Just, bad. But timing, though. No, because what was I going to do? Date more? Date? I would have been a serial dater because everybody, you know, I wasn't into a relationship i would have just been one of those serial dater people and then everyone would annoyed me mm-hmm. i was like shallow hal have you ever seen that movie shallow hal mm-hmm. i would look for something <clears throat> that would bother me about someone and then be like oh i can never i can't i can never date them again because i cannot unsee it the littlest stupidest things would bother me yeah and with you it didn't you didn't bo- nothing bothered me that was the difference nothing huh no, like it just, nothing bothered me. And it's just because I, I think I was, as you develop feelings, when you develop real feelings, even things that should bother you don't bother you. That, that takes me sense. back to the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Whereas that's how you know you're developing loving feelings for someone because maybe if, you know, John Doe chews a little funny and you get irritated, like, oh, this guy, what a turn off. He chews a little funny. But then when you chew a little funny, I think it's, oh my God, he chews so cute. <laughs> That's because it's love. Love That's is developing funny. because yeah. you start to like have allowances for things that in someone you don't love would drive you fucking crazy. That's why it's easier to be married and live with someone that you love than it is to have like a roommate. Yeah. A roommate will irritate the shit out of you because you you're not in love with them. But mm-hmm. your significant other, you love them so you, it's a little easier. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this little relationship talk on this lovely Friday. And relationship we'll talk. see you guys on Monday. See ya.